people, the places, and everything that makes country racing great. This is Bushbeat on Radio Tab. I want to be a Jeep under hard riding as Boingo moves up on the outside and look at Doom producing as well and Brian Eish down the centre, Kettleston widest runner. Doom goes up in the centre of the track, goes past I want to be a Jeep, nothing coming from behind us, Doom races clear, Kettleston rushing late but Doom takes it with a Penella to Toddy Austin, Kettleston into second, Doom over Kettleston, photo between I want to be a Jeep and back in behind them Brian Eish. As come yes, Doom here. taking out the Blackhall Cup, one of the Country Cup's qualifiers run on Saturday by the Baku Amateurs there on the weekend. Jason Misson and Todd Austin combining there with Doom as we welcome you to Bushbeat for another week here on Radio Tab, rounding up all of the country news. We keep on the Country Cup's qualifiers trail. The Innisfail Cup on the weekend was won by Best Hoffer for Carl Spry and Albie Molino. We're also following some of the other cups around the place, including the Baringa Cup, Payton and saluting there for Gary Gearin and Pat Webster at the standalone or the once a year meeting at Mitchell. Big day at uh, Mount Isa on the weekend. Stanthorpe Cup day as well. Colpo di Tamburo successful there in the Cup. And the other Country Cups qualifier was the Wandai Cup and Sugar Buzz successful there for the Andrew combination. Billy Rose and Brenton combining to take that out. Lots of news to get through on the show this morning. And as always, helping us out with all of that news is Rob Luck. Good morning, Rob. Yeah, good morning, Tony. And uh, these Country Cups really heating up with those three qualifiers. On the weekend, Tony, and what I find intriguing about the Country Cups is you get such variation. The Blackall ones over 1,400 metres, uh, the Innisfail Cup over 2,000, and then you get the sand surfaces coming in with Wandai. Boy, doesn't it make it interesting when you're trying to work out the uh, the form lines uh, going into the final in December, Tony? Very much so. We're 10 Cups in so far of the Country Cups qualifiers series, which means we've only got a half a dozen or so qualifying spaces to fill. One thing I did find interesting with Jason Misson riding, and you'll tell us more about the uh, the Blackhall meeting as we roll through the show this morning. But with uh, his success there with Doom and the Blackhall Cup, I think that gives him three Country Cups qualifiers so far. Uh, yes, it does, because he's been on Van Winkle with uh, Longreach and Cloncurry, and, of course, Capset running second at Cloncurry would move into the position uh, with Van Winkle being the one of the Central West representatives and Doom, uh, which we'll talk about a little bit later at, at Blackhall. But uh, Jason Misson, uh, jockey in confident form and riding extremely well, Tony. I'm just doing a quick count-up. We've had a little gap in the country stampede qualifiers, and we'll talk more about these as we roll through. As much as we've had 10 of the Cups qualifiers so far, we've only had five of the stampede qualifiers, and over the coming weeks there's going to be plenty of those. This coming Saturday at Gympie, there's a 10.30-metre open quality. Uh, the following Saturday, Burdekin and Bar Calden clubs each have a 1,000-metre open quality. And then once we hit November, uh, it's full on then. Uh, we've got leagues coming through at Charleville. There's going to be an open 1,000-metre there on uh, Charleville Cup Day. There's one at Bundaberg and uh, Chinchilla in Cup Week. There's also another one at Cooktown that week. And then into the last couple, uh, there's going to be Blackhall, Ingham, Roma and the last leg at Clermont. So the sprinters are going to have their work cut out for them in the coming days. Yeah, we seem to get this process going on now. Challenges are on, then there's a gap with the stampede. Stampede comes on, no challenges on. So it really keeps the interest uh, going uh, with the focus on both of them, uh, the stampede and the uh, country cups. But as I mentioned before, Tony, um, 
Innisfail, uh, a great example of this Country Cup uh, process because the Coral Coast Financial Services Country Cups Challenge Qualifier, the Innisfail Cup, was a 2,000-metre journey. And the winner, Best Hoffer, is one of those horses. He stretched from 1,200 to 2,000. So he makes it interesting uh, going into the final as we, uh, as we hear the replay of the Innisfail Cup. Best Hoffer taking out the Innisfail Cup. As I mentioned, Carl Spry and Alba Molino successful there. And a big weekend, Rob, because we also had the Johnston River owner, the Johnston River Open. Validar successful there. And Joel won the Trainers' Cup, as Peter Rowe will tell us all about this morning. Good morning, Pete. Morning, Tony. Morning, Rob. How are you? Yeah, good morning, Peter. Well, thank you. And uh, I was just mentioning to Tony, Best Hoffer adds an interesting dimension because this was a 2,000-metre qualifier. He'd been unplaced in the Cairns and Cairns Amateurs. Uh, he well uh, went out in the market because Makaro had come off those two seconds in those features and uh, he was probably much more favoured to win. But Best Hoffer, I think you've mentioned him before as having a, a fair degree of ability. Even though he's a nine-year-old, he's now had 13 from 69. Yeah, he... Um He's the, well, as you look at the weights, he's the class horse in the race. He carried 63 kilos. How he started at $16 is beyond me. He'd been a bit out of form, I suppose, but um, Carl Spry took off uh, about the 1,200, went around them. Salesman was getting it easy sectionals in front, and I guess Carl thought if he let Kristen get away with that in front, Salesman's the type of horse that'd take a ton of running down, and he um, took the race into his own hands, went to the front about the 1,100-metre mark and just outstayed him, but... Um, I'm not sure whether or not he'll make the finals or head to the finals. I believe that was meant to be his swan song and he was heading for retirement. So I don't know whether or not LB will rethink that. But as you said, he's a nine-year-old. He's, he's done plenty. He's won the Mackay Cup. He, he's a, a really nice old horse. And I think they were looking at sending him out on a winning note. So if not, maybe McElroy will get another crack at the Cups and uh, the, the Country Cup final. And to be fair... I think McElroy's the type of horse that would suit the Country Cup final, given that it's only over a mile. And I do wish they'd increase it to 2,000 metres and make it a genuine cup, but I suppose well, that's up to the powers to be. But it is hard coming back from a, a heater over 2,000 to try and freshen them up for the mile race. So it'll be interesting to see which way Best Offer goes, whether it's to the retirement paddock or if he's going to have a crack in Brisbane. And either will be a strong representative because Macaro, as you said last year, great uh, performance behind uh, Penny Agua, and uh, and and the dimensions of this Country Cups are great. You know, fourteen hundred to two thousand. Some of these qualifiers, we'll wait and see what happens there, uh, Pete. But um, the other feature, of course, on the day, uh, as Tony mentioned, was the Canadian Club Johnson River Open handicap over the uh, the twelve hundred, and Amanda Thompson uh, scored a double on the day. This was the second of her winners on Validar. Yeah, it's um, usually a very prestigious race in Johnson River. We normally have a full capacity field on some of our best sprinters. Unfortunately, this year, um, with the amount of racing we've got up here, the, the field size was pretty small. And, and I suppose one of the favourites in space time was taken out with a, a scratching on the day, so left us with field of seven. Um, when they went past the post, you would have swore blind that simply splashing had got the bob in. But um, the Innisfail angle, it's very, very tricky. And 
Balladar was on the outside, which it always favours, and he got the bob into the chairs of the locals, trained obviously on course by Steve Pateris, and Amanda's doing a really good job on her comeback. She's riding well, and uh, well, anyone that gets a double's got to got to get a tick in the book, and, and she rode them both very, very well. So Balladar got there just on the poster beat, simply splashing. Another shout-out to Joey Hazard, who's celebrating a, a big birthday yesterday, and I won't reveal how old she is, but it was it was a milestone, and she thought she'd got herself a, a bloody good present. And even to, to run second with that horse, she's done an amazing job with him coming back from over a year off double knee surgery, and, and he's racing in impeccable form, and a win's not far away. And then Dream I Can, continuing its good form to run third. You can, only, you can only ever ask a lady how much she weighs if she's a jockey. You can't ask any of them how old they are. That's one of the rules of racing. Uh, Pete, I was going to make mention of uh, Chris Attard uh, taking out the Trainers' Cup with Joel now that Chris has his operation at Townsville. Good to see uh, the, the team heading out there, and I think there was three that went to Innisfail on the weekend. Yeah, he did bring a team up, and they, they all ran well. Joel's a nice horse. I was actually tied up opposite Chris, and I seen him in Denawi, and geez, they're, they're big, nice, strong horses, and Again, another one where you would have thought the inside horse had won on on the day with everyone had thought pumps had got there, but when the number went up, it was Joel and once in the villa, a good time to run to, to get there from pumps and own sweet way, another placing for Amanda on the day. So um, it, it was really competitive racing and I think three or four of the races, the winning margins were less than a length. So it was, it was a good day to as well. And really good to see there's certain jockeys up there, I think, are really in good form. We mentioned Amanda Thompson. We'll, you'll talk about her other winner, Rebel Rain, in a moment. But Shane Pawsey continues in good form. Kristen Swaffer in good form. And uh, Masayuki Abe, he's regularly getting these winners kicking home now, uh, Pete. And he kicked it off on the day with B Famous and Renee Shalens. Yeah, and that was a good win. It drew the outside. It was... Um B Famous has any amount of ability, but she's also got a mind of her own. So Renee's got her racing well. It's two on the trot for her now. She never looked like getting beat. Jumped from the outside, led and, and got their carbors. Um, second for Chris Adard and Denisius and, and Sunshine. So Kristen and Dad run third. Uh, Massa's putting in the hard yards now. He rides work every day in Cairns. He was doing regular trips to the Tablelands, but he's based himself in Cairns now. He rides any up to 10 horses a morning, which doesn't sound a lot for some people down south, but when you're doing it in 30-degree heat, it's, it's quite, a, quite a, a fair achievement, and he's working really hard, so it's good to get him some results, which is it's good to see. And stable apprentice for your father, Kristen Swaffer, kicking home uh, Hard Jaeger. Um, this one, uh, this publishing uh, second at its last two runs, a deserving win on the weekend. Yeah, he is a deserved winner, Jaeger. He's, he's had a lot of feet issues. He's been back down south for a spell, and... Helen and Tony have sent him back up north to Dad, and Dad seems to get the best out of him. He, he raced well, a really good ride by Kristen. It was a little bit tardy away, but she never panicked at any stage and went to the line hands and heels, and after his two seconds, it's, it's a deserved win. Tell everybody, Bonnie Thompson's got her back racing well. Um, she was the outsider of the field, but got home really strongly, and Galaxy Ghost was a nice run first up over a very unsuitable 900 metres, and I think when it steps out up in distance, it'll be in for a good prep. Yeah, Bonnie had a couple of seconds on the day, but the uh, cutest maiden plate saw that first of the double for Amanda Thompson with uh, Rebel Rain. Yeah, I actually know this horse quite well. We've had a lot to do with Rebel as a young horse. Um, Dad trained him his early couple of preps, but he didn't like the hustle and bustle of the city lifestyle. And um, we said to Steve and Aileen, try him elsewhere, because in, in Cairns, he just, all the horses, he just was a, a very funny animal and, he likes the one-on-one attention, so she sent him up to um, Alan Holmes and, and maybe Taylor, who have done a fantastic job with him. He's not been without his injuries. Um, he's 
out of a, a line of winners, mixed dream, BYO, Rio, all horses that we've owned and trained. And he's the last one out of that mare, Daydreamer. And he was really impressive. To be honest, it was more of an educational trip for him. And he jumped in front and he's always showed plenty of ability as a young horse, but obviously he had a mind of his own and, and some real behavioural issues, which they seem to have sorted out. And Amanda's got fantastic hands. She won on BYO twice the half-brother who also was a handful and they raced very similarly and he just jumped to the front and he got headed but he never looked like he was out of the race and hands and heels got him home to beat Artemo um, with the Fred Whelan stable now it was a nice run and Redenzo Roman I reckon you would have heard Maria cheer halfway down the straight she it loomed up like it was going to win and Maria likes to get excited at the races which is fantastic to see especially at a home meeting and unfortunately it just it found two better but it was a much improved run as well didn't take Fred uh, long to wait for his winner on the day. It came in the next race for Shane Pawsey, my sister Sel. Yeah, this man's got a lot of ability. She was with Rodney Miller, and then she went to Jenny Ball and won two. Um, now she's with Fred. I think Fred and the family own her now. Um, another one where the, everyone was cheering, let's conquer home, and it looked like it had won, but the Innisfail angle got him again, and, and my sister Sel and Shane in the last ride got the head down where it counted, and yeah, got there. Let's conquer was it showed a lot of ability when it first come north, let's conquer, and then kind of petered out in its form. But um, Wilson made a lightning move at about the 700 and took it round and hit the front, looked home, and just got picked on the post. And first flip, we're in another honest race for third. Peter, am I right in thinking that there's a little break for racing in the far north? As much as uh, we've got a, a tab meeting at the end of the month at Cairns, it's actually a Sunday program on October 31, and I know that there'll be plenty of focus this Saturday on the Townsville meeting for the two-year-old Colts and Geldings and two-year-old Phillies divisions of the Palorenda Stakes. But around the Cairns neck of the woods, I think there's a little break in the calendar? There is, yeah. We've got a... If they want to race, we'll travel for the next couple of weeks with Townsville and then Home Hill's the other non-tab and then we have the Cairns on the Sunday and then obviously the Melbourne Cup weekend or the weekend after Melbourne Cup, everyone packs up and does a road trip to Cooktown which will be the most northern meeting of the year this year with Laura being out and um, that's there once a year, it's on the, the weekend, the first weekend in November so a bit of a break but it just means we've got to travel to Townsville and, and Home Hill which we do quite regularly so um, but I'll have a weekend off this weekend. Got a really good mate of mine getting married, so I won't be at the Palorando. I'll be sipping <laughs> a few few drinks on the deck at Port Douglas. Oh, very nice. Well, enjoy that, and thank you for joining us this morning. No worries. Thanks, guys. Good morning, Peter. The winners, the people, the places, and everything that makes country racing great. This is Bushbeat. The cup field heads for home and piracy up against the inside where all the winners have been today. Piracy comes to the top of the dip out about two lengths in front of Voulet. Music scenes in about third placing as they run down to the hundred. Piracy is nicely clear. Looks as though it might have the race in its keeping. Piracy about two lengths in front. Colpo di Tamburo is flying now down the outside and it got up. Colpo di Tamburo has won. Madiara has come from last to run second. That's the first time today the leaders haven't won. Piracy weekend to third for music scene. Colpo di Tamburo taking out the Stanthorpe Cup on Saturday for Emma McPherson and Leo Roche on another day, Rob, where the girls rode the card. Yeah, they rode it on two programs on the day we'll hear this morning and of course Paul Dolan here this morning and Paul great to hear that drum beats uh, he's a veteran galloper now I suppose a seven year old and uh, been following his career with 11 wins now and 14 minor placings from 58 a very strong win in the Stanthorpe Cup over that 1200 metres good morning to you Paul 
Yeah, good day, Rob Tony. Good morning, all. Yeah, Colpo DTM Euro, as, as you heard in the call, there was the first horse all day to uh, come from back in the field and win. Well, the leader certainly looked home, but anyway, we're going the early crow, and Colpo DTM Bureau literally stormed home. Great training effort, actually, by Leo, Leo Rose from Warwick because ran third in the Warwick Cup the previous Saturday over 1500 and dropped back to the 1200 at Stanthorpe and, uh, and, and whipped home to win. Colpo D Tamburo is Italian for the blows of the drum. So that's, uh, that's well known, being by drum beats, as you mentioned, Rob. Yeah, and a big story also for Emma McPherson in uh, kicking home the Cup winner. Well, that, yes, Emma uh, has had a uh, bit of trials and tribulations the last 12 months with injuries. She broke three bones in her hand, or one of her hands, and uh, that required about four months away. And then um, they'd inserted some metal screws in there. And then when she got those removed, there were some complications. And it was a, another six months. Uh, she's only been riding about five weeks back. And uh, she'd never won a cup before. Not that she's been around for that long. But her aim was to win a cup, any cup. And uh, to say she was excited would be the uh, the understatement of the year. So well done to her. When you reported on Gainer the other week, Paul, there were a few issues during the day, but Stanthorpe seemed to be uh, pretty smooth sailing with a big crowd in attendance. And as uh, Tony mentioned, the ladies riding the program. Take us through the uh, the rest of the program at Stanthorpe. Well, the, we'll go back to race one. Isabella uh, Rab-Jones, or Bella as we know her, uh, won the first event on Cyclone Diva for Mark Curry. It was a $3 favourite and won quite easily. The second race was a benchmark 55. Bit of a story here. Bobby Joe was the winner. Uh, gave Bella Rab-Jones a double, um, raced by uh, Mike Kelly and, and, and the partners from uh, Dolby, well-known out there. Unfortunately, Bobby Joe, um, in the process of uh, racing there on Saturday, has a, uh, a knee chip, and it's the second one she's had. She had one as a three-year-old, and now she's a five-year-old, so that'll be the end of her career. She's only had the 11 starts for three wins, so... Um, uh, they'll probably breed with Bobby Joe. She's a half-sister to that good grey that um, the Kelly family raced, Rosie Posey, um, a top echelon horse who won um, 337000 So if they can get another Rosie Posey out of Bobby Joe or similar, they'll be happy. But, uh, yeah, happy to win, trained by Mike Matt Crop, but um, a sad ending to the career of Bobby Joe. Mike said you could turn her out for six months, 12 months, bring her back, but there's always the risk they'll break down completely and uh, you just don't want to risk that. Yeah, I'm sure Mike already have a stallion picked out. I know he's pretty keen on worthy cause, so I wouldn't be surprised that she might head that way and uh, been following that, that mare's career. Uh, two wins at its last three, so it's going to the breeding barn if she does. Um, in fine fettle. Uh, yeah, Mike's, already, continue... Mike's, got, Mike's got Rosie Posey down in the Hunter Valley. I didn't ask which stud, but uh, Rosie Posey's going to be uh, going to be a mum as well, so I'll be busy. Yeah, definitely, and... Uh, uh, Monty Sava, Montana Sava, continued in winning form for Jack Brown and Sam Zanatural in the Class B. Yeah, good strong win. Um, carried um, carried almost the top weight. This is a, I've never heard this. Um, I was studying the colours down in the enclosure and she was supposed to wear a blue cap, but she had a black cap on, Monty, and I said, why are you wearing a black cap? She said, the blue cap was too small. It won't fit on my head. The thing is that Josh Oliver rode in an earlier race with the same blue cap. So I suppose the conclusion we've got to come to in a nice sort of a way is that Monty Savard's got a big head. <laughs> 
And uh, the girls continued on with that uh, winning performances. We've missed one, I think, Paul. Have I? Yes, the very last on the program. High IQ. And this was a bookended uh, training effort for Mark Curry after Cyclone Diva in the first. He got the last with High IQ and Mininette Kennedy kicking home the Instinction six-year-old. Yeah, yeah. Mininette's based over at uh, over near Woodford, so north of Brisbane. So she went a fair way to Stanthorpe, as do so many of the jockeys, of course. Yeah, High IQ was. Another one that come from well back in the field. It was the $2 favourite and, uh, and stormed home to victory. An interesting sidelight here. Um, Bill of Rights, number six, with um, Toowoomba racing later that night. Some of the jockeys headed off early that they didn't take mounts late in the day at Stanthorpe to get back to Toowoomba in time. So there was only one jockey available to ride Bill of Rights in the last at Stanthorpe. That was Josh Oliver, and his weight is 58. He was riding at 58 there on Saturday. Bill of Rights um, was handicapped on 55, and stewards gave permission for Josh Oliver to ride Bill of Rights three kilos over. The horse ran third, beaten a length and three quarters, so I suppose we'll never know, we won't never know, whether the three kilos would have made a difference. But as somebody pointed out to me, it was Mike Kelly, actually, he said, well, say there'd been a three-kilo apprentice on board, that would have been a six-kilo turnaround. Might have been the difference between winning and losing. But, Rob, the uh, the jockey shortage situation is uh, just something that's got to be managed. And at, at common sense again, Paul, that you get, you know, there's usually a two kilo rule, I think, um, with these. And there's so many times that uh, trainers, jockeys, owners are happy to race with three or four kilos over. It's one, I think, that helps with that jockey shortage. It avoids the scratchings. And if everyone's in uh, in agreement with it, why not let it happen? So good on them for uh, yeah. Josh Oliver being able to ride Bill of Rights. And it's announced on course several times to the yeah. mothers and bookmakers. So everybody knows it's not as if it's, uh, you know hidden so um yeah but it's a but it's a problem everywhere um can't do much about it i suppose that's uh that was um Stanthorpe's one and only meeting for the year the crowd was around about two thousand. chips broncos and his uh lovely wife jill do a great job there with their team the committee and uh, always something new when you turn up at Stanthorpe improvements and uh, uh it's, it's a credit to them really and um look forward to going there again next year in that neck of the woods, Paul, I see it's Clifton Cup Day coming up this Saturday and looking forward to the uh, meeting coming up at Kilcoy later in the month because uh, we've been talking about this for a little while, about the new 1,200-metre shoot at the Mini Valley of the North. Yeah, the, there's a new shoot being constructed into an adjacent paddock. Uh, the previous 1,200 start at Kilcoy only provided a straight run of about 100 metres before they hit a turn, but it's now a 380-metre straight run, so... The first use of that new shoot, as you say, will be Friday week, October 29. And uh, it should, hope, it'd be good if, if, if you know, the first winner came out of barrier 11 or 12, just to prove that it, uh, it's going to be a much fairer start than it has been lately. So it's, but it doesn't, doesn't sound much install a, a shoot, but the work that's gone on, you've got no idea, between Racing Queensland, the council and the race club, not only the money, but the time and effort to build that, uh, but it'll be a great asset to the uh, to the track. Yeah, they often say something like that. It's harder to build an extension onto something that is to just start everything off from scratch. Good luck to all those headed towards Clifton on the weekend, and thank you for joining us with all of the news out of Stanthorpe. Thank you. Bye-bye. Speaking of the race meetings coming up this coming Saturday, along with Clifton Cup Day, it's uh, Gympie Cup Day as well, and that's a leg of the country uh, stampede qualifier, the uh, race, as I mentioned there before. Ross Cup Day for the Isisford Race Club. Richmond are racing, as are the Roma Turf Club, and that's the meeting that has been uh, rescheduled uh, from the uh, Central Warrigo Race Club at Charleville. The uh, meeting there rescheduled now to be conducted by the Roma Turf Club at Bassett Park, as the Charleville Racetrack is currently undergoing an extensive track upgrade, and works won't be 
completed in time, uh, making the track unsuitable for racing this coming Saturday. And that was the advice that we had uh, come out last week from uh, Racing Queensland. Nominations will be closing off for that meeting very soon. And as I mentioned, the uh, TAB program on Saturday at Townsville for the Palorenda Stakes meeting. We've got uh, another couple of races to uh, race meetings to roll through. We'll talk about what happened at Ewan on Sunday. That was the replacement meeting for Charters Towers. We'll catch up on all of the news out of the Wandai Cup as well as Blackall. But we want to focus on the Les Hardy Memorial Bracelet at Mount Heiser on the weekend. One by Tango Rain. Wicked Wicky's in front. 200 to go. What's he got left? Tango Rain ranges up to him and level eight's on the outside. Wicked Wicky's still in front. Tango Rain getting to him and level eight. Wicked Wicky's holding on. Tango Rain getting down to business. Wicked Wicky in front. Tango Rain. Tango Rain coming home the better and gets him. Tango Rain. Great ride. Wicked Wicky second. Then came Level eight, followed by Kato and Mr. Tango Rain taking out the Les Huddy Memorial there at Mount Isa on the weekend. Rob, great to hear that call from James Colgan on course there at Mount Isa on Saturday. And uh, we always uh, pay tribute our calls, of course, coming from the On The Beat Racing Australia coverage that you see on their Facebook page each and every Saturday of the non-tab programs and uh, supported by Racing Queensland with the replays also available through the RQ website and their YouTube channel. And great to pay tribute to Tango Rain, Tony, because I saw the social media comments suggesting the retirement after that race and uh, what a feature race to take on your final uh, visit to the track, the Les Huddy Memorial Bracelet Open Plate over 1,200. This horse has been the benchmark of sprinting in the northwest, Tony. You only have to go back to the Battle of Bush final when he ran a tremendous fifth. Always seems to suffer with the poor draws uh, in those big finals. He's, he's gone to Cleveland Bays in the past. But just look at his record at Mount Isa uh, since he went to Jay Morris. Eight, uh, ten starts at the track for eight wins and two minor placings. And across the board in um, the Northwest, he commenced his career out there with Jay at Birdsville with a third. Uh, after a few runs, he, he had a stint with uh, Daryl Hansen down in the uh, southeast corner and then headed back to the northwest and was undefeated in his first five runs up there before he went into Townsville. So he was five out of five at Townsville. Uh, at Mount Isa, my apologies. Uh, he's only been uh, defeated a few times in the northwest, a concurry a third to Zucaz. Uh, also, in this current campaign, he's had a couple of thirds behind American Genius and a second behind Torchbearer and a second behind Wicked Wiki. And Wicked Wiki just loves that Mount Isa surface. So to nail him on the line, I, you could hear in James' voice that excitement coming through. I'm not, knew, I'm not sure if he knew it was his last race or anything, but Rick McMahon got the best out of him. Grand campaigner, Andrew Saunders uh, owned and Jay Morris trained. A credit to the, the team and... Uh, and uh, happy retirement, Tango Rain, from that information coming through being correct that that was his last race, Tony. And what a way to go out. Uh, uh, on the line decision over Wicked Wiki and Level 8. A, a busy day where, and we always highlight it the other way, so credit where credit is due, on a day where the boys rode the card. Doubles there to Rick McBarn <laughs> and Jason Babarovich. We always highlight when the girls ride the card as if it's some novelty. It's getting to the stage now we have to highlight when the boys ride the card because that's becoming something of a novelty. And, yeah, and they shared at the... Uh, Jason and Rick, Rick and Jason in the first four races, they just alternated through the day. Banksy strikes for Rick McMahon and Stephen Roy's a stable guy. is flying Stephen Roy's, this six-year-old wanted gelding. Uh, three wins from its last five, getting up, up over Tanya Parry's uh, horses, Craigley, Eltona and Farfar. And then Jason stepped out with Robert Burrow with All About Me, a dreamscape seven-year-old mare that's had two wins, two placings. It's only four runs for the stable. Uh, and defeated uh, Jay's horse, Sizzling Touch and uh, Forgotten Bow for Damien Finter. 
And then Jason kicked in with his own trained horse, Deep Seated. This is one that Philip Cole sold off to uh, Jason uh, when he visited from Darwin. Um, it's a Muthahir, a five-year-old gelding, second at Mount Isa, and its only other run for the stable, and defeated Tanya's horse, El Rancho. And uh, Isis Turbo, another second and third there for Tanya, like the first race. Uh, I mentioned Tango Rain. By the way, he had 375000 in prize money in that career, so a tremendous uh, a horse. And as I say, the benchmark for the horses in the Northwest in that sprinting category um, after Deadly Choices retirement particularly. Uh, Myola Millie, Tanya Parry, bounced back with a Quinella at the end of the day with Keith Ballard this time and T- Terry Hill and Rick McMahon filling the placings. Myola Millie, the Ferocity six-year-old that had been um, second at Richmond last week, defeated Rockethead that's been consistent in the area, and Dixie Rouge. But, uh, yeah, the boys rode the program up there on the uh, the weekend, Tony, and uh, it was only night. Well, they had a fair chance because Nairi Nelson was the only female jockey in attendance and only had two rides on the day. So the, the odds were there for them on the day at Mount Isa, but fitting farewell, Tango Rain, Tony. I wasn't going to mention that at all. You, you've <laughs> just taken the gloss right off the boys riding the card there. I wasn't, I wasn't even going to... I couldn't help myself, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I only noted it in the very last minute. I thought, where's all the girls? <laughs> I did look at that first to see if there were any of them were there because I was going to do a tongue-in-cheek. But the other meeting where the girls did ride the card was uh, Wandon, as I mentioned, Sugar Buzz taking out the Country Cups qualifier, the Wando Cup. Yeah, and he adds that extra dimension, as I said at the top of the show, that uh, this sand surface and sugar buzz was super impressive. And uh, another winner for Billy Rose Andrew uh, after the birth of their second child, trained by Brenton Andrew. And uh, Brenton's already trained a Country Cups uh, winner, Tony, I'm pretty sure, the very first one. Um, and this Mullazam seven-year-old, now he's won from 1,100 out to 2,190 metres. So he adds that interesting dimension. He came off a third in the Tara Cup last run. He's two from two on the sand. So it's very hard to gauge these horses, their performance on the sand when you almost have a six-length winner with Maratta, uh, another sand uh, specialist. An Exdale girl uh, who's been in uh, Battle of the Bush finals, it ran into third, beaten 6.8. So Sugar Buzz adds a real dimension to the final. He's a horse, um, a gelding on, on the way up. He's a seven-year-old, but he's in the right sort of form going forward. And uh, Billy Rose kicking that home for husband... Uh, Brenton on the day, but yeah, they dominated throughout the day. The ladies, Hannah Phillips, uh, getting a double on the day. She kicked home Oakfield Comanche for John Hamilton. Uh, this stream ahead, a five-year-old first run for the stable over Kentford and Dynamic Verse in the benchmark 60. Gemma Steele continues the great success on the comeback trail. The beginnings of a double for the day for Mark Patterson. First win for Arachula, and I saw some good social media there. Congratulations to Mark training and owning Arachula, getting the first win out of this Snippetson in 27 starts over Take Me Out Back that's been consistent with a couple of seconds recent starts and Sir Slew. Uh, Hannah's other double or the second leg of a double came with Igbo. Uh, the Tom Maloney trained in the black and white colours, the same as Diggity. And it's three wins of four at uh, this one, this Equiano, six-year-old, defeated Mr Noddy and Baba Vanga. And then Gemma Steele, the second of her double, came with Not Liable with Leonard Morn. Now, there's been provincial form for this horse of late, and the unencumbered five-year-old got up over the Tom Maloney train, My Taranaki, and Mamaris in for third for Will Loudon. But, uh, yeah, the ladies dominating with doubles to Hannah Phillips and doubles to Gemma Steele and the cup to Sugar Buzz, Brenton Andrew and Billy Rose Andrew. We heard at the top of the show, Tony... Um, the performance at uh, Blackhall? Yes, the, the Blackhall Cup going to Doom. Doom? Now, 
here's a, here's an interesting situation. I think the Central West with Van Winkle, two qualifiers I mentioned. He's a very strong performer over sixteen hundred. And Doom's one of your up and coming horses, an eight year old by Natural Destiny, ridden perfectly by Jason Misson. Look on the day at Blackhall, horses who either led or were able to sit and swoop at the top of the straight from just off the pace, dominated as they often do. But Doom has this real knack of being able to settle third or fourth, not far off the lead, and really put it together in the straight. Kick clear, and Kettleston had to come from much further back in the field, the favourite, uh, for Todd Austin and Brooke Richardson, and Matt Crop's Brian Eish, an honest third, as he often is at this particular distance with multiple placings. Uh, but I find this natural destiny uh, one. He's three wins, two seconds, his last five. He won the Junder Cup at his last start. He's a horse in form going forward, and I'm sure now Toddy Austin will plot the path very carefully to the final at the uh, in the beginning of December there. Um, but results on the day uh, through there, I mentioned Jason Misson riding in such great form. Well, it was a race-to-race double because prior to that, on Cozzy Can-Can, did the same thing at Winton two starts ago, swept up on the turn, kicked clear, and the horse that looked good going out in the track, it's okay. Rattled home only a length away for Carmel Baker and Ross Tilly. And Yule, my hero, uh, came in third, but a distant third. But Tony Schofield's got this going well because he can, can, likely to back up at Isisford this weekend. So Jason had a had a great double there. Uh, Timmy Brummel kicked off proceedings with Asprey Park back in form for Boy Foster after placings at Junda and Ilfracombe. Defeated Matt Crop's learning curve. Matt had a successful day uh, because he had um, a winner coming up I'll be talking about in two placings. Uh, and Hot Chocolate, ever consistent, enjoys the track into third. Pam Carolyn, the owner of Sicilating, Horse of the Year for the Central West, the... Uh, uh, area premiership. Unfortunately, the ill-fated began its career at, at uh, Blackhall with a scintillating win. Well, here's another one. First start for her for Todd Austin, Brooke Richardson, Ace Play, a seven-year-old by Casino Prince that was third at the Gold Coast back in August, coasted in front, went away and won by three over Zillator and Zucas. Let's hope that trend continues for you, Pam. And I'm sure Todd and uh, Brooke will be, will be uh, plotting the course with this good sprinter now in the Central West. Billy Johnson's Mickey's Mistress took out the maiden after it looked like the race might be declared a no race because two barrier stalls didn't open. But uh, after a lengthy delay, Stewards declared it a race with uh, Bumper Bar and Unleash scratched at the barrier, denied a fair start. The landing into second and set for fight, set to fight into third. And I mentioned Matt Crop's winner, Chris Meehan, uh, the Irish jockey, back in the saddle, riding well and a brilliant ride on Coins Road. Won the, on Longreach Cup Day, the Spirit of Boom and again, just off the pace, pounced on the turn, sprinted clear, too good for no refund and huzzah. But uh, we're pretty lucky to have two good reps from the Central West going forward to this final in uh, Van Winkle and Doom, the winner of the Black Oil Cup. Uh, the Strathmore Blackhall Cup, that Country Cups qualifier. Only got a couple of minutes, Rob, before we have to head off to a racing commitment. Uh, so we need to look back at Mitchell and Ewan on the weekend. Yeah, the treble to Tessa Townsend at Mitchell with King Coney, uh, with Raymond Fraser. And, of course, uh, Raymond uh, had a double with Viengre, uh, the other winner uh, for Tessa Townsend. So Tessa riding in great form after being in the Northern Territory. Winner on Palate for Ben Waldron. And uh, the other jockey there, Sarah... Oh, here's the other story, t- Tony. Soraya Champion, her first winner at a fifth ride on the Squamosa three-year-old for Wayne Baker called Zuma. She'll remember that win over Sir Altus and Big Talk. And, of course, the Baringa Cup, uh, as we get through these results, patented for Pat Webster and Gary Gearin. And Gary stopped the flow of the ladies winning there as well. Four-year-old gelding by Zoo Star, defeating Forged in Stone 
and Billy the Kid. And, of course, Ewan uh, replaced that Charters Towers meeting with all their big developments up there. And uh, great to see that uh, race not race meeting not lost to the Leichhardt area. Winners on the day, Johnny Mansman with Alla Beach and Scott Sheargold. Uh, two from two now with the stable. My boy, Suti. Uh, for Kerry Crow, Jeffrey Felix uh, taking out the maiden plate. And by the way, John won the race named after himself. Hit snooze for Georgie Holt and Carl Spry, the cutest money. Wicked style five-year-old mare defeating uh, Kiss Me Later and Mashani Rebel. Viking Clap took the Class B, another sizzling winner, defeating Nature Deal and Marvellous Heart. And to wrap up the program there on the Sunday, Salsa Dreaming for T- uh, Troy Clive and Rachel Shred defeating Eero and Court Pot. Uh, and good to see the first start jockey, Jenna Edwards, had her ride on Court Pot into third there, Tony. But uh, great racing to get that meeting, and good on you, Ewan, for staging it. As you said, uh, great to see it wasn't lost to the Leichhardt District and the Leichhardt Country Racing Association Awards were presented on the day. As you said, uh, Johnny Manselman won the race that was in his honour as the most successful trainer for the previous season. Premier jockey was Scott Sheargold and horse of the year was Travers. Nice to be able to acknowledge those winners along the way. A busy weekend just completed. Another busy weekend on the way, Rob, following on from the Gatton Tab program on Thursday. Tab meetings at Mackay on Friday. Townsville on Saturday for the Palarendas. And then on Saturday, it's Clifton Cup Day, Gympie Cup Day, racing at Roma, replacing Charleville. We're uh, also racing at Gladstone, Isisford in your neck of the woods, and Richmond also racing on the weekend. Ross Cup at Isisford there on the weekend. Tony, back for Bushbeat next week. Any great stories, email me at barkersnews at optusnet.com.au and back uh, as we love to do each Tuesday, Tony, next week. Good on you, Rob. Thank you for that. Have a great week. Good morning, Tony. Good morning, listeners. Thank you to Rob Luck, Peter Rowe and Paul Dolan for joining us on Bushbeat this week and more news on the show for you next Tuesday morning on Radio Tab. Don't forget, if you miss any of the show, you can catch the uh, replay available through our uh, Wooshka page. Just do a search for Radio Tab and Wooshka. You'll be able to uh, track down the replay there. We also tweet the link out on our Twitter handle, at Radio Tab Oz. And thanks to our friends at On The Bit Racing Australia, the link also goes up on their Facebook page. And coming up in the weeks ahead, speaking of On The Bit Racing Australia... Uh, we'll be telling you all about how you can uh, put your nominations in for the uh, Queensland Country Racing Awards that are coming up. The Gala Awards going to be staged in uh, February in Emerald and plenty of news on the show coming up for you in the weeks ahead. Have a great week and we'll catch you back talking about country racing next week on Bushbeat.